0: You are listening to the Blockchain Dialogues Podcast. All views expressed on this show are for educational purposes only and not meant to be taken as financial advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blockchain Dialogues Podcast with your hosts Krishna and Nikhil. In this podcast series, we analyze the various cutting-edge technologies and projects in the field of blockchains, distributed ledger technologies and cryptocurrencies. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a first of its kind pure proof of stake protocol that claims to deliver decentralization, scalability, and security. And that is Algorand. Algorand is a blockchain based system that utilizes the Byzantine Agreement message passing protocol to reach consensus among network participants. It has a protocol still under development and is looking to become a blockchain-based payments platform. In this episode, we're going to be looking at what Algorand is, what makes it different from other blockchain systems, its advantages, disadvantages, and future prospects. So with that, Nikhil, would you like to start off with an intro into what Algorand is and how it came into being? Sure. Okay. So uh, Algorand essentially uh
1: started as a paper from uh, this guy called Silvio McCalley Now, Silvio McCalley is uh, been on the faculty at MIT uh, since 1983. He's actually responsible for uh, some of the fundamental papers that led to the zero-knowledge proofs uh, ideas. And, uh, you know, uh, he he's, he's always been interested in and uh, focused on cryptography, uh, zero-knowledge proof, pseudo-random number generation, secure protocols, etc. So, uh, he wrote this paper in uh, collaboration with uh, Jing Chen, uh, uh, who was, I think, his uh, student at the time. And uh, the paper basically talks about uh, Algorand as a uh, consensus mechanism. So, like you pointed out, it's a uh, Byzantine agreement message pars- passing protocol. Uh, it's a and uh, it, it allows you to kind of reach consensus uh, very quickly. Uh, so originally when uh, Silvio actually brought this out, uh, he proposes as a kind of an alternative to proof of work, proof of stake and uh, the paper basically by itself talks only about the algorithm per se. And uh, then uh, shortly after that, basically they started this company. Uh, I think uh, he got uh, uh, funding from uh, Union Square Ventures, uh, some other entrepreneurs. And uh, they uh, they started uh, uh, cr- creating a, a cryptocurrency of stocks. But uh, I mean interestingly, uh, it's I think in still in early stages. They've, it's not been listed on any exchanges. Um, there's no ICO. There had been a rumor of an ICO, but it's still uh, not uh, come out yet. Uh, and you know, uh, what there have been the number of investors has also started increasing. Um, so now they have uh, Nawal Ravikanth as one of the advisors along with several other uh, pretty Uh, known and uh, strong members, both from the uh, cryptocurrency community as well as uh, within MIT and uh, in the research and academic community. So, uh, they've started going out and creating uh, partnerships as well. So, in early in 2017, uh, so they started uh, talking to uh, our chain, and uh, uh, they uh, uh, there was a partnership with that, and then uh, just recently uh, MIT released a paper uh, uh, on another blockchain technology called Vault, uh, which claims to use Algorand uh, for its as part of its uh, uh, you know core protocol as well. So. Uh, so, so that's basically how uh, the company is evolving. Uh, it looks to be like a traditional stealth startup kind of mode. Uh, there is not too much uh, out there uh, other than the talks uh, given by Silvio and uh, the papers talking about the protocol itself. Uh, there hasn't been that much uh, in terms of... Uh, uh, you know, what they're going to do and uh, how they're going to build it build anything. Uh, they, they've come out with a uh, uh, SDK. So there's a software development kit uh, you can download uh, and, and start building stuff with. Uh, they've got a block explorer called algo explorer that claims to have a, a large number of algos already there. And uh, you know, the development kit basically allows you to set up a node that uh, participates in this particular test network. Um, So I think it's still in early stage research people, they're in the uh, mode of uh, trying to figure out uh, what their roadmap is. Uh, In fact interestingly they've published a roadmap but uh, uh, other than one one particular medium article in the roadmap that talks about... uh, you know uh, uh, how to how they basically plan to uh, mitigate network partitions uh, by uh, using an instant uh, or a fast agreement on the fly, uh, which is essentially a uh, what do you call it a further development or a further a new feature of their protocol. Uh, the other pieces basically in the roadmap uh, have actually been characterized by a few hashes that they've put over there uh, which i'm not sure exactly what they mean but uh, it's supposed to be five segments to that roadmap so so that's kind of a general idea of where they are right now um, so they have a reddit medium and all the standard place i think they have a telegram channel as well uh, where they where you can go and uh, uh, you know Talk more about or understand more about uh, the technical details i guess but uh, they're holding the business part of it pretty close to the chest
0: interesting so from what you mentioned sounds like they're still sort of in their infancy but uh, they have some pretty prominent and solid names behind them backing them absolutely and i think so right so, so can you actually just tell from a more basic level you know why algorand is a topic of interest and you know like uh, what makes it relevant in this you know large cryptocurrency and blockchain space you know where we have so many protocols so many different cryptos what is its you know claim to fame or you know what what makes it interesting so if you look at the
1: larger uh, uh, blockchain ecosystem space even today, uh, the the bigger focus or the more main focus has always been in uh, and around uh, the use of proof of work and uh, simpler versions of proof of stick. So essentially, DPoS, if you look at it, is kind of like a voting uh, or a representative dec- democracy kind of model where you, uh, you know, you stake other people and all that. And then you have your uh, other one bonded proof of stake where, which is essentially, you uh, put up a certain uh, amount of collateral and then you lose the collateral if you misbehave. Uh, both characteristic models, but uh, uh, essentially, they're not, uh, they are not, they all require, uh, you know, everybody to, I mean, they, they, requ- they, they kind of these De- uh, demarket people or nodes into participants and validators where validators are the special kind of uh, set of people and they are usually uh, you know voted in or chosen in some manner and uh, basically they they are there for a longer period of time right so uh, if you look at uh, uh, the EOS it's for 21 blocks if it's uh, if you look at uh, the bonded hash usually it is for as long as you're uh, putting up the collateral uh, that kind of thing so the the one of the main uh, criticisms of one of the main uh, attack vectors for that is that these people are these validators are public so they become targets for uh, you know attack and they become kind of a Centralized uh, se- uh, place where uh, uh, you know they could be compromised. Now, Algorand is actually brings a different uh, couple of different uh, twists to this tale, right? So it is a pure pu- pu- proof of stake mechanism. It's a pure Byzantine agreement. So essentially, it still has the uh, you know one third network uh, uh, if more than you know the assumption that more not more than one third of the network is uh, is uh, malicious but uh, it has put into place some uh, uh, ways to make it a little resistant to that and it has also made it so that you know it is partition it is strongly partition resistant so uh, even though uh, attackers could try to uh, isolate Uh, the part networks into smaller pieces or uh, isolate parts of the network uh, or prevent parts of the network, they cannot do it for very long and becomes expensive for them. The other interesting thing that that other twist basically is that uh, they have this idea of a uh, a random verifiable function or it's it's basically a method for people to actually self-select amongst themselves a group that can uh, that a can propose a block and uh, b uh, create a committee that validates that block and they can go through several rounds of validation but it is done in such a way that uh, you know uh, you don't require they d- this doesn't require any network participation you can uh, the every participant essentially is equal and they randomly get chosen and they in order to find out if they've chosen they don't need uh, a network connection but uh, as soon as they make their choice and immediately broadcast it uh, in the next round i mean that the round ends as soon as the first broadcast is sent out uh the first proposal is sent out and everybody votes on uh, or, or uh, validates that particular block uh and the next particular round immediately is a completely different set of random people. So uh, from an attacker's perspective, even if they try to, even if they understand or if they know uh, who actually uh, is the committee, uh, it's not of much use to them because the committee immediately changes. As soon as they find out about the committee, the committee changes. So so it's kind of like a uh, irrelevant, it's kind of like a one-time password uh as soon as they understand some information that information becomes irrelevant or stale right so it's not any use for them to predict what is going to be the next thing so that's a very new way of looking at uh at a consensus and a scaling consensus the other thing is that there is a claim that they make about uh, uh, you know, reducing the time required for consensus. So right now, uh, it takes 10 minutes for proof for Bitcoin and 15 seconds for uh, Ethereum and you know, the, the uh, uh, consensus uh, of a particular block in proof of work is probabilistic. Uh, with uh, Algorand basically, that is uh, reduced to a, a it is made uh, it is like a pure byzantine agreement you get full finality on a block once it is uh, once the rounds are completed and basically uh, even verifying or getting that particular uh, becoming that particular uh, committee or particular proposer for a block uh, the algorithm for that is very efficient it takes uh, on the order of seconds to uh, for a, for a large amount of uh, algos or uh, for a large amount of uh, users to get uh, get in sync. So, so, so basically, uh, uh, it's a new approach to scaling uh, blockchains. Uh, and uh, the other interesting thing also is that the people behind this are eminently qualified and uh, pretty well known in the cryptographic community so the team is very strong and uh, these two together basically promise you know a lot of uh, i mean it holds a lot of promise and that's where i think that's where they're getting their so much interest in uh, from the uh, entrepreneurs and the uh, uh, big name uh, venture capitalists like union square etc
0: mm-hmm. great so from what i've read so far uh, what i understand is that algorand does not have uh, uh, an incentive mechanism could you go a little bit into that and in fact in, could you actually go a little bit deeper into how algorand actually works how how it achieves you know what what it's claiming to
1: sure so yeah before we get into the incentive i think let's let's kind of dig a little bit into what this is right so, uh, sure. like I said earlier, it's a new take on a, on the proof of a, a proof of stake consensus mechanism. Uh, so, the way it works is uh, it's in the so there will be uh, a block that is proposed. So, every uh, every participant in the network in Algorand basically has the potential to become part of the uh, verifying committee and the potential to basically uh, has the ability to propose a block, right? Now, uh, a block basically is a group of transactions and just like in uh, a regular blockchain, it has a hash to the previous transaction, uh, sorry, the previous block and uh, basically it also in addition contains, uh, you know. uh, what's known as a uh, seed okay so this is a random seed that is publicly known and uh, what actually happens? so every every participant in the node is basically uh, gathering all the transactions and putting it together and uh, uh, using what is known as a verifiable random function Uh, this is a function which basically uses a secret key so the secret key is the uh, is is something that the every participant in the network has it uses a secret key and the seed to create a verification key and a proof okay so this secret key and uh, the thing it, it uh, when it creates this verification and a proof randomly one of these proofs basically prove that this you basic that particular participant is the proposer for the block and once it finds out that it is a proposer for the block it can immediately uh, broadcast that proof uh, to the network and that proof along with the uh, seed uh, as well as the verification key uh, allows anybody in that particular node to validate whether this particular uh, node, uh, sorry, anybody in that network validates, can wa- validate whether this particular node is I- indeed the uh, proposer for the block. Now, the same method is used to choose the committee. So, once a block is proposed, a committee is chosen, and a uh, committee of uh, n, right? So, it can be 100. Uh, Algorand, I think, uh, settles on around a thousand members. Um, uh, and those thousand members basically can then vote on that particular block that was proposed or an empty block, right? So they, they need to choose that. Now, they choose the block, which which whatever their choice is, in addition to that choice, they actually send the proof as well as the verification key uh, to prove that they have been the They are actually indeed part of the committee. And this is done uh, several times so essentially you get a uh, two or three rounds and after uh, a few rounds I think an Algorand uh, the original paper basically had ten but then that varies depending on you know uh, uh, this thing the latest I I believe they they've decided to bring it down to just one round immediately as soon as it is broadcast you can vote on it and by the end of the Uh, of the, uh, by the time the uh, proposed block makes it around the network, all the votes have also been uh, come in and uh, you can finalize on it. So uh, this is basically a very fast uh, uh, flow because essentially it's just one, uh, one, uh, it, it moves as fast as the network allows a block to be transmitted and uh, reach reach across the network. So uh, this improves the transaction throughput uh, a great deal. Once a uh, block has been voted on and there is a majority that is finalized and added to the chain, right? And then immediately the next random seed So the seed that is on the block that has been finalized and added to the chain becomes the basis from which the next uh, random proposer is uh, chosen and the next set of committees is chosen, right? So this is basically uh, the consensus mechanism that they're uh, proposing and that they're using. Um, We could go into what a random verifiable random function is a little bit more, but it's it's kind of fairly complicated. So I'm not going to uh, try to do that out over uh, the other immediate thing about this is uh, is, is uh, idea of uh, resistance to network partition and the fast agreement protocol so since this is happening uh, regularly right so there is an expectation for how much interval it will take to uh, for a pro- block to be proposed and uh, uh, for it to kind of propagate right so you could probably have malicious bad actors trying to dos the network or create partitions among the network uh this can be detected because you wouldn't have uh, a block being circulated at that time Uh, and even if uh, uh, if the block is circulated it does if it doesn't get to everybody you wouldn't be able to reach a consensus or you wouldn't be able to reach a majority because part of the committee may not be there may, may not have reached it in time as soon as some of the nodes realize that okay blocks are not getting added, uh, there the, this automatically uh, leads to a realization of a partition, and then uh, there is the, there is a mode where the blo- nodes start actually uh, emitting uh, messages, broadcasting messages to sync up, right? So as soon as the attacker basically uh, stops the network partition, so they can, the idea essentially is that it costs a certain amount of resources for a network partition to be created, right? So they would be able to do it only for a finite period of time and that's one fundamental assumption is that it's not going to be an infinite one, it's going to take a certain amount of time, it can be a few days to a week or whatever. But as soon as it gets over, almost immediately because of this particular uh, syncing mechanism, the network would be able to immediately again agree on what is a block and and transmit it and uh, vote on it. So this actually makes it economically hard for people to, for bad actors to create network partitions or uh, denial of service on the network. Okay. So yeah, so this is on a high level how Algorand works. So this is basically the consensus protocol. Fortunately, i don't have that much uh, insight into how the currency works i would imagine that it is built on this particular idea so one thing we know is that uh, uh, algorand basically considers each uh, token to be a user right so uh, you can actually have so it, it depends upon how much stake you have so if you have uh, a lot of tokens. Uh, you can uh, you can create. You can participate. You can you can run. you your, the chances of you being part of the community become obviously correspondingly higher. But uh, one uh, obviously the question that leads to that 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 immediately leads to is then okay for what happens if you have a uh, a user that has a lot of uh, tokens. So. The way that works essentially is that that particular user. Uh, so, the function, the verifiable random function that you run against to against a, against the token to figure out if you are part of the community or a proposer, basically, uh, while it is not very costly, it is a non-zero cost, right? So, what uh, Algorand proposes is that okay, if you have multiple tokens, you can actually put all those tokens together against your name and run the verifiable random function against it. And it will tell you, okay, how many sub users you have. So, so how many, how, how many, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, times you can actually, how, how, how much of the, how many parts of the committee you can be. And there is an internal uh, number j beyond which you cannot go, right. So the only way around that is then okay then you have to subdivide your uh, tokens and then pretend to be uh, multiple users and uh, you know run the uh, verifiable random function multiple times and then try to see if you can game the system that way Uh, which again uh, uh, is a non-zero cost in terms of cpu resources so it's 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 kind of not as convenient as putting it all together and running it once right now both of these things or all of these things one uh, any astute observer basically says that okay fine first question would be that okay why why, why would i want to do this why would i participate in Algorand, right? What is the- sure,
0: Like the incentive, right?
1: Incentive to do that, right? So um, the incentive right now is not clear. So the paper doesn't talk about the incentive at all. It talks only really about consensus. Uh, I looked around on the website, uh, they don't talk about incentives at all. Um, the Even the cryptocurrency basically assumes that, okay, fine, you would be interested in participating for the sake of, you know, running the cryptocurrency. since Every participant potentially becomes so it's kind of like a everybody gets to participate, and being and participating in, includes you know doing the uh, consensus uh, stuff, right? So running these uh, random verifi- verifiable random functions, etc. Now, uh, one could argue that okay, fine, that's still a non zero cost. What is the advantage to me? Uh, there is no specific e- economic advantage given. So now this actually opens it to certain specific types of attacks, and uh, uh, we can uh, we can get into that uh, uh, sh- uh, next
0: sure i i i think that's 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 a good point to go into you know uh, what the advantages and disadvantages are because this this sounds pretty fundamentally different from how consensus uh, protocols have been handled in other blockchain systems so like i mean the selection of one user and then a committee selection and all that it's pretty different right so like what do you see as the advantage and disadvantage like even from the attack perspective and you know how how this would actually be better than the existing systems
1: right so now one fundamental way of looking at this uh, is that okay so there is no economic incentive so there is also no economic incentive to attack the system right <laughs> so it's kind of like a zero sum if you don't if you're not getting any money to be bad why would you be bad right So one way of looking at it would be okay uh, maybe you do this as some kind of uh, you know service to the community something along the lines of folding at home you know there have been uh, uh, other, uh, you know, distributed systems effort, distributed computing efforts, where, you know, protein folding and uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. They have actually been, you know, they're uh, given uh, a- applications or uh, you know uh, programs to the general public to run uh, that that they could run on their spare cpu and spare time and uh, you know do this so that's one way of thinking about this but then again that's not exactly a well i may be biased but it's not exactly a great way to uh, talk about or handle financial you know what i know what a, a cryptocurrency would essentially want to be like is a backbone uh, system right so like i was saying uh, one of these advantages could be that okay uh, you could regard it as donation, where so there is no that much economic incentives for people to spend too much resources trying to compromise the system. But then that's not exactly a very compelling argument. Uh, there are definitely disadvantages not to have an economic incentive. So one of these things would be okay. Uh, the idea, the idea of uh, uh, core ideas of algorithm is that okay, as soon as the person is randomly selected, right? So your committee is randomly selected and uh, as soon as they vote, it's a completely different committee that is selected and then they get to vote, right? Uh, so one way of basically trying to compromise that would be instead of uh, spending the time to try and figure out who is going to be the one upfront, basically announce to the n- network that, you know, I'm offering, um, create a smart contract that basically offers A bribe uh, for a vote to go a certain way, right? So a proof that a vote that goes a certain way. So basically, as a uh, node, I could be tempted to actually uh, vote in a certain way, uh, and then basically submit uh, my proof to that smart contract. Uh, That's pretty straightforward because you already have (laughs) the verifiable random function providing. Uh, creating the proof for you. You can just select that and send it to uh, this particular smart contract and then, uh, you know, get money. Uh, This this would be particularly easy to do if you, uh, since the being a uh, participant or being part of the committee does not give you any uh, financial incentive, right? Uh, The other one basically is, uh, again, we talked about you know uh, this being a Byzantine agreement, so there's fundamentally a challenge around you know if uh, the number of honest nodes being less than one third, and so you have simple attack uh, possibilities. They did talk about network partitions, uh, but I am not sure whether that actually fully addresses that particular uh, problem. It may limit it, but uh, I don't think it fundamentally. Uh, You know, uh, discounts or is is resistant to it. Uh, But then again, on the uh, other thing, it is a Byzantine agreement, uh, it follows the Byzantine agreement, so that's essentially a known assumption. Uh, Yeah, so uh, from a business perspective, uh, while I see this consensus protocol. As an interesting uh, thing, I, I'm, I'm yet to see much traction on it. Uh, perhaps it's too, like you said earlier, it may be too early to uh, think about that. Maybe they're working on on a currency and they're trying to see what, uh, uh, do some experiments with the community. Uh, they did do some experiments using the algorithm uh, applications that they wrote. Uh, where they actually conclude that they are uh, much faster than, or more scalable than Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, but yeah, that's that's on AWS nodes. Uh, so I'm not sure whether it'll be really useful for you know something like a mobile phone or a IoT device. Uh, I mean, ordinary people with mobile phones with a you know a 4g network or a 3g network like uh, uh, they may not be able to participate right so whether that actually makes it truly totally decentralized is another another philosophical question uh, finally the uh, uh, other uh, disadvantage i see again uh, personally I, I i have a problem with this essentially the consensus protocol, the, the paper itself is kind of, it's in the paper that, okay, it's now become the object of multiple patents, right? So the idea has been patented. So again, while you could argue that, okay, this guy is a great guy, he's all, they've got code on GitHub and they open source, they are putting it out there um, and that the patents are for defensive purposes, there's always going to be something in the mind of you know blockchain developers that hey this this fundamentally there may be a rug that is pulled out from under underneath me at any point or I may be kind of held liable at any point so so that might be another reason why there isn't that much traction around Algorand um, you know as we typically see with other blockchains
0: great i think that sums up the pros and cons pretty fairly well uh like you mentioned earlier uh they have taken this sort of an approach of a stealth startup mode you know with (laughs) where they have you know a bunch of things patented and you know they don't really have a public coin out yet so where do you see the project currently standing and you know like what they could you know move ahead with in the near future
1: sure so (laughs) I mentioned that they had a roadmap. Uh, one, one of the key things that they don't have in the roadmap is any dates. And like I said, m- the majority of the roadmap, the four out of the five blocks on that roadmap basically are uh, essentially shielded. There's just blocks, right? So uh, all we can, uh, what do you call it? Extrapolate from that is that perhaps they do have a roadmap. Uh, is what, what I can say. I don't know what that is and what it's going to be. Uh, We also know that they have uh, backing from Union Square Ventures and uh, multiple, you know, entrepreneurs and pretty big names at that. So I'm sure there's uh, uh, a lot of work being done. Uh, How visible is that work is an open question and whether that actually translates to something that the general public can use is also another question. Uh, They have been doing like I said talked about uh, partnerships, they've been uh, working. Recently, I saw uh, we saw uh, an article from the PR Newswire where they're working with the top network. And uh, they're trying to get uh, all the 60 million users of the top network to uh, use Algorand's consensus, doing some kind of partnership there. Uh, Algorand as an algorithm has been used in a couple of other places. Uh, One mostly out of MIT actually, one is called Vault. Uh, So Vault is essentially this uh, cryptocurrency paper that has come out of MIT pretty recently uh, that actually claims to uh, improve the or reduce, compress the size of uh, the ledger significantly by using, you know, certificates and things like that. And the certificates basically uh, use Algorand uh, uh, as their, uh, as the algorithm that they use to decide or verify the certificates. Um, So yeah, so that's, that's basically I say where they are right now. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, they're pretty hard at work. I'm um, looking forward to seeing more from it from the future because it looks like a very interesting uh, approach to the problem. And if it works out, it could potentially be uh, uh, a pretty big deal.
0: All right, folks, that concludes our podcast. We hope that you found this episode on Algorand Useful learn more about us on bcdialogues.com. Thanks again for joining. See you next time.